welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, community. This is Parker. Have you registered for Mobile Tech Expo? We hope to see you there on the community stage doing episodes or at the community pub at five on Friday after the show. Register at mobiletechexpo.com and save 15% by using the code PINTS. Enjoy the episode. Recording? I got my water. All right, we ready to go, Mr. Schroofer? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to a new series uh, with a very familiar face who's back to having a little scruff, but it's still tidied up, which is nice. Uh, how's the fall been with you, Mr. Schroofer? Uh, it's been good. It's getting cold, raining today. You know, it's coming to, to be winter. Well, good. Uh, we'll catch up briefly. How's the fall been? Thanksgiving good? Good, yeah. I like yeah. Thanksgiving. Football, yeah. food, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> no gift. I like, I like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, biz, everything uh, rocking up there? What's the trends going on that you're seeing uh, up in the Northeast? Yeah, um, dealerships are slowing down. You know, um, for whatever reason, they were booming over the summer, and now they, they're doing a little less. So that'll probably stay that way until tax return time. For a couple months. And so for what a lot of people don't realize, there is a trend through dealers. Uh, and depending on the dealership, uh, I would say type of car, right, or brand that they represent, some would, if they're a Lexus dealership, they're going to usually have some success right about now because Lexus is known for it. Some of the higher end cars, if their business owners would want to come in and buy some of those for their, their own business write-off purposes. But generally the mainstream uh, vehicles that we would see on a day-to-day basis, you know, we, that tends to slow until like Rob is saying, until tax money starts coming where people have a little bit more discretionary income and they can go in and buy. It's one of the, the main things that people do buy with their uh, tax return. So uh, good point. We're moving into what's going to be great to uh, moving into the discussion with you, Rob, is specifically talking about dealerships and how detailers can find a revenue stream working with dealerships. Quick, uh, quick uh, update for people that uh, maybe are just tuning in for the first time on this series and don't know who you are. Give us a quick 30 seconds, Rob, uh, uh, how you got started, what your business is now, and uh, how many dealerships you work with. Well, uh, I'm Rob Schrufer. I'm on the spot detailing. Um, I got started in 2004 uh, just as a mobile detailer. We've grown to... Um, a large mobile detailing operation. We also do dealerships and um, auctions. So we try to cover the whole gamut of what we're doing. And, you know, dealerships, we're, we're always trying to get more. We, we've got out there people trying to go out and sell them every single day. So we're, we're actively trying to get more. And, why uh, do you, and, as a company, why do you specifically target dealerships? Well, they're consistent work, you know, they, they, they work, no matter the weather, there's always cars there. They, you know, as a mobile detailer, you know, if you're in the North, you find out that 
you know, a few months out of the year is, is pretty difficult. So you have to find a way to sustain that throughout the year. Do you find there's a lot more detailers up north that uh, put up their their belts, so to speak, in the winter? Is Some it- of them do. Some of them oh. just shut down. Or, you know, if you're to that point, I mean, you don't necessarily shut down. I mean, it's not where I am in Maryland. It's not, you know, horrifically cold, but there's days that we can't work for sure. So, you know, you either need a shop or you just need to close up, which is what we did prior. All right. So uh, how far into your business, how many years into your business before you approached a dealership? Well, I mean, I was approaching them not long into my business, but getting them and maintaining them and having the, the infrastructure to do it is, you know. That so takes- what, what as a mobile detailer made you want to go approach dealerships? Um, I would think in the beginning, they approached me, you know, like you get calls from dealerships. Hey, we've got a few cars here and there. We need to get done. We need some overflow done. You know, that that's the kind of stuff that we were doing in the beginning. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk specifically today on what, uh, what needs to be prepped in order for a detailer to go approach a dealership. <laughs> Excuse me. First, I, I wanted to kind of walk through the setting of a dealership. It's not a similar business than many of us might be used to. There's actually quite a bit of moving parts to it. There's not exactly a front window that you would want to walk up and talk to somebody to. You might actually want to go through and understand the way the dealership works instead of just walking in the front door and talking to the receptionist. Uh, That won't uh, get you anywhere. Yeah, that won't won't get you very far. So, you know, let's let's walk through if we see, you know, a big face and we're going to talk a a new dealership, right? You know, a a Ford, Chevy, uh, we mentioned Lexus, right? A a main brand, you know, they're going to sell new cars and pre-owned cars, but it's not a buy here, pay here lot or a strictly a used car lot only. So, you know, we're talking a, a, a big brand name. So let's just go with Ford. Um, might have a local owner's name on it, or it might be a group either way. But that store, when we see it, Rob, from the street, usually is going to have, you know, focused, at least through the Midwest, that focus is on uh, that sales side of it, the, the, where you might go in and, and get, uh, pick out what kind of car you want. You'd work with a salesman. Uh, after that sales process, there'll be what's called a finance office. So, Inside the sales process, there's a couple people that we should kind of look towards. Uh, inside the other part, which would be the back end of the dealership, is another target for us as detailers. But let's let's focus first on the new and used cars sales. And inside that is there's certain managers. So there's a, a used car manager, there's a new car manager, and then there's a lot of times a general yeah. sales manager. Yeah. So when, when you walk in, uh, who is it that you like to, and we'll go into what to say later and all that. I just, who do you like to go target on the, the sales side? Well, you need to know who the decision maker is, you know, like who, who gets to make that call at that dealership, because it, it varies from dealership to dealership. Sometimes the GM stays out of it. Sometimes he makes calls for service and for new and used cars. So you really need to know who your who you're, who you want to talk to, who, who, who do you need to see when you go in there? The used car manager has the most volume for sure. But if you want to get embedded there and you're going to be there, you also are going to need to do service cars and um, new cars like deliveries and stuff. So, you know, the, the used car manager probably has the most work for you. Um, but you've got to know, is he the one who gets to make the decision? 
if it's not him, is it the GM? Is it the owner? If it's a single off-brand store, you know, like who? But who a, a, the person to start with might be that used car sales manager. Yeah, and see if he kicks the can up the road a little bit. Right. Know? So let's oh, let's walk through go how to now. go how to go approach a, a used car sales manager. Uh, well, he's going to be somewhere up in that front normally, but there's going to be some offices where you'll see salesmen and kind of a lot of times they'll have them sectioned off. In, in little places. And that's where, you know, as a customer, you get office and stuff. Well, yeah. So then I was going to say, then you kind of look backwards or maybe off to the side. Sometimes they'll put them up a little bit. Um, I've known some dealerships, they have a little bit of stair rise up to the, 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 the sales management office. Uh, but they're kind of more the bigger dogs. And so uh, a used car manager, what is he mostly focused on, Rob? Well, let me just piggyback on before that. One of the things that you should do is you should do your research before you go in. So you don't have to go in there and say, can I speak to the used car manager? You just say, can I speak to Bill, you know, and then that way you'll get. Good point. So doing research. Okay. If you got a Ford dealership, Bob's Ford, go to bobsford.com, go find out. There usually be an about us page. You can get the, usually a lot of times the used car manager's name is, I think is what you're saying. And then, yeah, uh, when we're walking in, all right, we're not going to walk in that front door. I, I typically don't. There's usually a side door that is good to walk in towards. And, mm. and when you're walking around and looking, you find that office. And then you, do, you, do you normally just go straight up to that office? I would say that, you know, go straight yeah. up to the office and ask for, you know, Phil. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You want to get right to that person. I mean, just like any business, the, you know, the other people are, are, are going to screen you away. They're, you know, unless you get directly to them, you, you won't get near them. So don't go in asking to see somebody. Go in and see that person. Yeah. They'll let you know if he's not there and, you know, well, you know, they'll try and, you know, buffer his time, which we've got to respect his time. So when, when we're respecting their time, what, what else should we respect? Should we wear something different? Should we present ourselves in certain ways? You know, how, how do we, how do we go in also with the respect for, you know, their business? Yeah. Like, like anything else, you know, you've got to, you've got to look professional, you know, like you, you want them to, to give you what at a full dealership like that, what amounts to a couple hundred thousand dollars a year worth of work probably. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, you've got to present like you can do it. And normally when, when we go in, I, I've got a folder of stuff, you know, a professionally made branded folder that I can just hand him, even if I only get a few seconds with him so that he can look it over during his time. Okay. So let's dive into that for just a second. Uh, when, when you're putting together a folder, then we got to pick out some packages, probably specifically for dealerships, because you and I have talked before, and we've had it in some other discussions where packages for a dealership are not going to be the same as your packages for a retail customer coming into your your shop or that you would go see in a mobile type setting. This is a volume more S style of business. It, it is a little bit different. So we as business owners must application uh, uh, mold, uh, uh, we should apply that idea to go in and, and p 
pinpoint with packages designed to meet that customer and that dealership's need. So how do you put together your packages that might be a little tailored different than a retail grade? And, and then we'll talk pricing, but, but what type of packages is it a little different? Well, you know, you've got to find out what they want. I mean, a lot of them don't need paint correction and stuff like that. Right. So trying to sell them that is, is a waste of time and they'll get sticker shock. You know, you, you, you want to be in the, you know, mid hundred dollar range ish for, for, for what they're expecting out of that service. And as a full detail. Yeah. Right. So, and that's going to include the engine. Yeah. You know. Used car. Let's go over. Yeah. So a used car manager, right. He's going to have a lot of trade-ins where people have, uh, you know, given a car in to go buy another car or they've bought a car, you know, from an auction or somebody. So that car needs to have what? A like wash. What? Yeah. Clay. Wash, probably clay barred, you know, maybe it maybe a, a, a light wax on it, a, okay. possibly a spray wax, something to make it look good for, for a month or so. If it even stays that long out on the lot vacuum, shampoo, any stains, you know, when people get a, a, a it, it may not be a new car, but it's a new car to them, you know, so, so they don't want to see anything in it that would, that would give them an indication that somebody had that car prior. So you've got to make sure you get a lot of that stuff out. Luckily, if it's coming from the auction, it's probably already been cleaned once before. If it's a trade in, some people detail it prior to get it, to try to get more out of it so, on the trade. Yeah. Some people trade it full of garbage. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get what you get. And, and well, okay. I'm gl so glad you said that. This is the beef that we've got to understand when we go into it's their world, right? So they're going to give us, and we'll end up setting normally a, a structured, pretty close structured price. And you just get what you get, yeah. right? Some cars are going to be okay. Some cars are going to be shitty and they don't want to hear four hours yeah yeah they, they don't want to hear oh i need more yeah. money right yeah. so just understand that it's uh, you know you're gonna have some that you deal with so uh leather are you cleaning and conditioning yeah. are you just yeah, cleaning clean it, clean it up you just know clean it up All maybe right. maybe depending on its condition whether or not we need to you know to make it shiny this, again this you know. is normally okay. That's what I was gonna say. Is this normally for you? Is this a dressing application for? Yeah, yeah. You clean the vinyls. Go ahead and dress the vinyls. Yeah, if it's looking a little, you know, ashy. It also depends a lot on what kind of cars you're dealing with. You know, at a Mercedes dealership, people buying Mercedes don't want shiny dashboards, but right. somebody who's buying a Honda probably probably does. You know, so so you've just gotta, you know, you've gotta find out what the dealership wants out of that car, and and do that. All right. You mentioned engine cleaning a second ago. Uh, typical, just spray down the engine with some yeah, water and call it a day or we, or we got to, we got to start getting degreaser out and we got to start, or, you know, normally I pop the hood, spray a little degreaser, rinse it off, spray it with water-based dressing while it's wet and shut the hood and let it dry. And then maybe come back later and, and kind of wipe some of it in. They, they don't, you know, most people, when they're buying a car, whether they know anything about the engine or not, are going to open the hood. And they just don't want leaves and obvious dirt and stuff like that. A clean engine looks like it's been taken care of the whole time, whether it has or not. Right. Engines are actually, they're very important, uh, especially with the dressing on a lot of those large plastic pieces yeah, that might be under the hood. Plastic yeah. under there. So a yeah. little bit of dressing makes it look significantly better.
And like you said, going back and touching it back up after you're done is very important. All right. So great pointers on the uh, full detail. What other, all right, because uh, hopefully we can offer more than one service to the dealer. Uh, I know the used car manager is really only going to be concerned at, at that point for, um, you know, a, a used car detail. Uh, if that's the entryway into the dealership, great. Uh, they will also have other cars that you can do. Uh, is that a part in your package when you're, you know, you're giving them material where you're going to go ahead and list off the services for a make ready, or are you just going to be trying to get those full details? Uh, normally what I do, uh, even if it doesn't have pricing on it, which a lot of times it doesn't, I'm just giving them a, you know, a breakdown, a grid of what we can do. And it includes everything, you know, okay. You want paint correction. We can do that. You know, we'll put it on the list. Mold and mildew. They have to deal with that sometimes bodily fluid, dog hair, ozone, you know, like they have to deal with this stuff sometimes. So they will also want to know that you can do it. You know, that, that you have the capabilities and the knowledge to know that, hey, they're going to need that sometimes. So we need to include it. So we got to have a full detail, uh, used car detail. We've got to have a, a kind of a mini express detail if, if they've uh, sold a vehicle and we can get it cleaned up with like a basically a wash and vac and windows and tire shine. There's some guys that'll get those. You know, they have cars that they're not going to sell them a lot. They're going to auction and they'll do like a auction get ready which is just basically a quick vacuum, take the trash out, make sure there's no personal information in the vehicle and wash it and, and send it on its way. Um, that package is going to be quite a bit less, uh, but you should be able to, dealerships will generally go to auction once or twice uh, a week, sometimes uh, every other week, but generally in that ballpark. So you could probably schedule that if you're a mobile detailer and you want to go hunt that work, which is good work is just have them make sure that's ready on Wednesday morning at eight o'clock. And you're there Wednesday morning at seven 45, ready to go. Mm -hmm. And you could just knock all those out at once before they send them to the auction. Yeah, or they put them on the truck. Yeah. So, all right. Those are some good packages. I like it that you mentioned what you do with the price, which is, uh, I, I want to move into that real quick. A lot of detailers want to throw out price, uh, in sales. It's not always the, you know, unless, unless your motto as a company is to be the lowest price, then it's not always the best in sales to put your price out there first. So a uh, great example. And, uh, when, when we send in a package, right, we're going to, print it up on a piece of paper. Like you said, you'll get a professional folder to put it in. We'll have our logo on it. Kind of looks like a letterhead. Yeah, look, so, uh, uh, this is our, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything in it, but yeah. it, it's got a place for the card. It's just got it. You know, it just looks presentable. looks very nice. Yeah. So when we give it to the customer, you know, in here will be who we are, what we do a little bit about us, you know, like what our packages include. So, you know, just so they have everything. So they may not have time to see you right then, but maybe they'll put it on their desk and they'll look at it later. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? We're in sales at this point. We are hunting business. Maybe we'll get a chance. And that's what we got to understand in sales. And, and even if you don't get a chance now, when they need it, your card is right there. You're planting yep. seeds. 
Uh, it is. Uh, we'll go into the sales process in the next video. I uh, want to be uh, respectful of your time, man. And uh, that's that's great info to give out uh, the very uh, early parts that uh, we would need as detailers. So, Rob, thank you so much for your time, man. Hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. All right, bro. Thank you. Yep. See ya. See ya. <laughs>